Welcome to the Police Fit Podcast, where applicants and serving officers can learn how to smash their fitness test and regain their health. With over 11 years experience in the fitness industry and 17 years service in the military and as a first responder, your host, Brad Williams, shares his experience and expertise in helping applicants get their dream job and serving members regain their health. Learn how to increase your health and fitness with actionable steps for first responders by a first responder. So please enjoy this episode of the Police Fit Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. I do need to apologize. It's been a couple of weeks since I released a new episode. Just a couple of a couple of things. Family was sick, I was sick, and then we went away. But I'm back back now, back weekly. Um so two weeks off. Um so thanks for staying on board. Thanks for continuing to support the podcast. Um but yeah, so we'll crack into it. Um oh so first things first, if you might have seen some of my posts I've been putting up. Um, recently about three zero three zeros coffee. Um, I don't, it's not, not an official, official, oh, it is official sponsor of the podcast, but I don't get anything for it. They're just a, they're just an awesome brand. They, um, really, really good bunch of lads, um, doing great things for the first responder community. Um, I've been smashing their pour overs. Um, it was just like a little bag. You put it in top of your coffee, pour the hot water on, and then magically you got a coffee. Um, I have mine black, and I, I'll tell you what, normally, I'll normally smash probably like four coffees a day. I've been having two of these a day, and that is that is me good to go for the day. So um, they're, they're good, and you can make them as strong or as weak as you want. Um, I make mine super strong, obviously. Um, like most first responders, you've got a pretty high tolerance to coffee. Um, but no, check them out. They're, they're an awesome, awesome company doing great things for the first responder community. Um, you get a little discount code too if you chuck in three zeros police fit. Um, I'll chop all that stuff in the show notes. Um, I, don't, I don't get a kickback from that. You guys just get 10% off your order. Um, I basically I basically ask for that just, just for myself, really. So when I when I put a when I put a massive order in for my coffees and that, I can get 10% off. So a bit selfish on my behalf, but you guys, you guys get access to that as well, obviously. So check them out. Um, three zeros coffee, they're they're awesome. Um, so we'll get into this week. Um, thanks to everyone that submitted questions. I will send you a message on Facebook with your link to the armory. Um, so questions for this week. Um, first one's from Susan. I've been doing some reading on cortisol and how it impacts women in our forties. Many sources say daily walking is the best way to reduce cortisol and lose fat. How much walking is needed for fat loss for women in our forties? Um, so what I'll do is I'll just talk about cortisol, kind of what it is, what happens, um, and then I'll just talk about just in general how to how to reduce it. The the how much walking is needed for fat loss for women in our forties. It's very, it's a very. It depends. It depends on your nutrition, your current lifestyle. Um, like I, I know you, Susan. Obviously, you've been a client with us for a long time. You're extremely fit. So for you to go and walk. 30 minutes, you know, it's going to be completely different to someone that's unfit that goes and walks 30 minutes. So you're going to, you're not really going to get much of a workout out of that. Whereas someone that's, you know, unfit, they get a massive workout out of that. So as far as how much walking is needed for fat loss for women in our forties, it's very, very much dependent on the person. So what off, so cortisol is a stress hormone. Um, so the natural timeline of cortisol production. So it basically flows in its own 
kayak circadian rhythm. So I don't know why I can't talk today. <laughs> Scientifically known as a cortisol rhythm. So when your cortisol rhythm is properly functioning, your your body's cortisol production timeline looks looks pretty much like this. So in the early morning, like in the morning when you get up, your body temperature increases just so slightly by about one degree. Um, you know, and this change is enough to ramp up your body's level of cortisols, cortisol, cortisols, cortisol. <laughs> so this activates your awakening response, basically. So for that same reason, cortisol is also known as the alertness promoting hormone. Then like after, so after you're jolting you into wakefulness in the early morning, your body's release of cortisol surges for about 30 to 45 minutes before gradually quieting down as the day goes on. Then cortisol concentration, it, it reaches its low point around midnight. Two to three hours after you've fallen asleep, your body resumes cortisol production until it's peak in the early morning when the cycle then repeats itself. So that's basically how cortisol, um, is. it's a natural, the natural timeline of it. So in, in essence, basically a healthy cortisol rhythm surges in the morning, <coughs> sorry, surges in the early morning then before kind of slowing down into the late, um, late, late morning into the evening. Now, can it be, if you do have high cortisol levels, can it be lowered naturally? Now, remember cortisol, when we talk about the stress hormone, right? So think about first responders. I'll talk about this later. First responders, you, you go into these critical incidents. You, you constantly, you constantly get in this, this stress, this stress hormone release regardless of if you know it or not, like as soon as you hear a job come over, like you'll hear, yeah. You know, and, and anyone that's a first responder, you'll know this, like you, you'll hear a, you know, that alertness you get. So you'll hear a job come over, you'll hear another unit talk on the radio and there'll be that pitch in their voice, like that panicked noise. And you're like, fuck, what's going on straight. And you can hear it straight away. And you'll be talking to the offsider in the car or whatever. You'll just be talking away. And then you, you know, you go, okay, yep. You'll be talking and then you'll hear someone come up on a radio and their voice is a bit different. And you're like, fucking, you stop talking straight away and you listen. We get the same thing going to jobs as a firefighter. Like you will get, you know, you're on, on the way to the job and you'll, you'll hear the job come over. You know, it might just be like a standard job or whatever, but like a house fire. But as soon as you have you know, people unaccounted for over the radio, everyone stops. There's that, there's that different stress level. There's that different you know, your body's going through a different system now. It's, it's, it's processed. It's not just another job. Like you, you'll get a job and your stress levels will, will open. Like you'll, you'll, they'll raise a little bit, but you know, you'll get certain jobs where you hear like, you know, kid unaccounted for, person unaccounted for, you know, the jobs involves, you know, a kid or a young person or whatever, you know, you, you'll, you, the tone, the tone, the tone of the job changes really quickly. And obviously your stress levels are now going higher and higher and higher. Um, so it's just, Basically, I went a bit off track then, but <laughs> so, so yes, it can be, can it be natural, lowered naturally? Yes, it can be lowered naturally through positive lifestyle changes, specifically healthy sleep, hygiene and stress reduction techniques. So remember, it's a, it's a, it's a stress hormone. Um, so the types of food that reduce cortisol levels, so whole unprocessed foods like whole grain, and oily fish may help reduce cortisol levels along with specific foods like dark chocolate and green tea. Um, the more the more I coach people and the more I research, study, you know, do podcasts, etc. Everything, 
everything comes <laughs> everything comes back to this you know can you know can can cause all be natural lowered naturally can you do this can you do that yes as long as you have positive lifestyle changes sleep well eat well and move it's what it all all comes down to and the more the longer i do this for the, the simpler it gets and i and i say simple it's it is it's simple in theory. It's it's hard in practice. All right. Um, so I don't want to I don't want to talk down talk down the the challenges people face when creating that healthy lifestyle or losing weight, etc. Um, it, it's simple, but but hard to apply. Um, well, sorry, I'm fucking going on a lot of tangents here, aren't I? <laughs> what supplements reduce cortisol levels? So stuff like fish oil can help. Um, so high cortisol symptoms. So stuff like weight gain, um, fatigue, muscle weakness, a slowed healing process, um, acne, high blood pressure. So think about like all those stress responses, high blood pressure. Um, you know, think about when you're, when you're not recovering well after sessions, you know, you're feeling, you're feeling a bit, I've been, these last couple of weeks, I've had a lot of, a lot of stress, just external things. Um, you know, I've noticed my recovery, my recovery has been really bad from sessions just through that stress, you know, feeling, feeling sick. Um, so it's one of those things that, you know, high, when you think about high cortisol, think about high stress levels. Um, so cortisol can lead to weight gain. So what, what it does, and this sounds counterintuitive, but cortisol stimulates your fat and carbohydrate metabolism, which you think would be great. Yeah creating surges of energy in your body. But while this process is essential for like survival situation, it also increases your appetite. So elevated cortisol levels can lead to cravings for sweet, fatty and salty foods. Um, and it also found in the study that it increases gradually with age. So from like late 40s onwards. Um, and then it does have a psychological impact um, in menopause. It's linked to, linked to sleep-wake patterns, so not sleeping properly eating physical activity and, and challenges in life. So, you know, as you get older, and, and this is just one of those things, you don't, you know, you don't recover as well. You know, you need to be, you know, you, you need to be more on top of your training, recovery, nutrition, as you, as you don't when you're younger. Like, I remember like everyone was the same when I was like 18, 19, just joined the army. Mate, we're, we're going out in the source like Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, you know, Tuesdays, and we're training every day still, you know, and it was, wasn't an issue we were recovering like could we have recovered better absolutely but you know if i go out now and have even one session that we're doing like four nights a week if i have one session i'm out for the whole week that's me done you know so as you get older you you need to make sure that you're on top of your recovery training nutrition sleep um and when you think about like stress i like to break it up to avoidable and unavoidable stress um and that's pretty much my whole life like i think about you know that situation I'm in, is it avoidable or is it unavoidable? You know, if it's avoidable, make sure you're preparing your day, preparing, you know, so avoidable stress is stuff like that you, things like, so preparing, preparing your day, like planning your day out, preparing meals, clothes, etc., leaving early to go to events. So you're not worried about getting there on time that all that, all that stuff's avoidable stress. Um, yeah, it's things where if you don't do it, you're going to cause stress for yourself. Um, 
unavoidable stress, something super obvious and for a lot of listeners is attending critical incidents. Like you can't, you can't avoid that stress, you know, and regardless of how long you've been in the job for, you know, you still, you're still going to get those stress responses, but you're just probably going to control it better. Like, like I know, I know the first time I went into like a proper, like critical incident or like, you know, getting, getting shot at when we're overseas, you know, that you get that, you get that tunnel vision, you get that real hyper-focus, you know, that stress response is massive. And, you know, I remember the first time I went to a house fire, you know, I got that tunnel vision. I wasn't looking for hydrants. I wasn't looking for, you know, other, other safety issues. I was just so focused on the fire because that stress response was so high. It was the first time doing it. Whereas now I've been in the job longer, you know, you go into house fires regularly, you go in there and you've got that clear field of view, you, you know, you're looking around, you know, you, you're, you're a lot more alert to your surroundings. And that's just showing I'm still, my body's still going through a stress response, but I'm much better at controlling it for that specific situation. And, and, you know, whenever you get put into, you know, like being in the, um, in the army, then the police and then a firefighter, like I've been through those stress responses before, you know, we got, you know, contacts in, in Iraq, you know, going to critical incidents as a police officer, you know, you've got those stress responses and you can, you can deal with it better, but then, you know, being a firefighter and going to the first house fire I went into, it was still a massive stress response, but the, yeah, and I know how to deal with stress response myself, but it's still, it was still something new, something different, something, you know, scary that, you know, it was, it was still, you know, I'll still go to a house fire now and I'm still getting that, getting that stress response that same level, but it's, you know, I'm able to, I'm able to deal, be able to process it better. Um, so that's those unavoidable stress, you know, as, as you stay in the job longer and tend more critical incidents, it doesn't mean you don't get stress. You, you still get that unavoidable stress response, um, which is normal. It's that fight or flight. Um, you can just deal with it better and the come down is not as hard. Um, so you think about, Think about when you're when you're stressed, like when you've been put in a position when you've been stressed. Think about okay, okay, could could I have avoided that? Yes, I could. Okay, what can I do better next time? Now think about that. Okay, think about when you're stressed. Okay, could I have avoided that? No, I couldn't have avoided it. There's there's nothing. That was that unavoidable stress. There's nothing I could have done that I could have avoided that. Fuck, crack on, get on with your day. Right. If you know there is something like for me, I've got, I've got kids. You know, anyone that's got kids is fucking stressful. All right. <laughs> kids are amazing. I love the bits. I wouldn't change the world, but fucking hell, they're hard. All right. So for me, kids, like the kids are a massive one, a massive, um, I'd say cause of stress for me, you know, but, but it is. So like in, in the morning, our morning routine's been up to shit lately. Like it's just been, been hard. It's been, the morning's been difficult in my household. Right. So, I know if I if I have that little bit of a sleep in, then I stuff around. I'm not getting Zoe's lunch ready. I'm not getting him helping him get dressed, or I'm not staying on top of it. Then I start to we start to run late for school. We start to run late for daycare drop off, and then I fucking stress out, right? And I think about it like, okay, could could I have avoided that? Absolutely, it's a hundred percent on me. Okay, how how could I have avoided that? Okay, I could have made sure I got up on time. I could have made sure as soon as I got up, I got her lunch ready. You know, I made sure I stayed on top of it. Didn't let her watch too much TV. Made sure she got dressed straight away. You know, all, all those things that led up to us having to rush out of the house, you know, and people want to blame it on their kids, but it's fucking not on the kids. Like, you're the adult, you know. 
So could I have avoided that stress of having to rush there, yelling at the kids, going, hurry up, we're going to go, we're going to go. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what do, I, what do I need to do differently next time? Okay, I need to make sure I get up on time. I need to make sure as soon as I get up, I'm doing A, B, C, D, you know, I've got that in line. So think about think about the times you've been stressed and think about, okay, and you have to think about it straight away. You can you can be stressed and have that, have that little fucking fit, do whatever you need to do. You know, drop the kids off, you know, you get home and sit down, have a coffee, just have a bit of time yourself and think about, okay, okay, what went wrong? What went wrong this morning? Okay, this happened, that happened. Okay, could is what could I have done to have avoided that? Absolutely, absolutely, I could have done something. Okay, what, what am I going to do differently next time to avoid that? And you're never going to get it right. You're never going to get it perfectly. Um, you know, like yesterday we had a really good morning. I got up this morning, I got up. I fucked around doing some other things and then it was just went to shit again and it's 100% on me. So just because you have that one incident and you sit down and you think about it, you know, and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do differently next time. You know, you, you might do it differently next time and it might work and then something will happen, all right, and then you're stressed again. Just go through the same process. Okay, I had a stress response. What happened? What was the incident that caused me stress? Okay, could it be avoidable? Yes. Okay, what can I do ne- different next time? to make sure it's avoidable or what can I see leading up to it that I can see, okay, this is going to stress me out. What do I need to do now to kind of cut that stress out? Okay. You know, I, I see it all the time on the roads and the, and the roads is an easy one, right? You see these people, they're fucking beeping on other people because they're, because they're driving slow or, you know, they're, they're just being real aggressive on the road. You know, some people are just wankers. I get that. But a lot of the times they're running late for something. Okay. Is, is that on the person that's doing two Ks under the speed limit? No, it's on the person for not leaving not leaving home early enough to get there on time. You know, so think about the times you've been stressed. Okay, is it avoidable? Yes. All right, work out what do you need to do differently next time? Is it is it unavoidable? Then just fucking crack on. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, get on with life. All right, so the next one's from Sully. Hi, Brad. What's the best fitness routine to quickly build up strength? And complete push-ups with confidence. Um, something I've all struggled with unless using my knees, not toes. Um, just sign up to our one-to-one coaching program, really. That's the best. No. <laughs> so I have I have covered this in detail. Um, best exercises for push-ups podcast. And then also push-up technique and tips video on YouTube. So I'll drop that in the show notes below for you. Um, and also, if you are struggling with your push-ups, just take a video and send them through to me. I'll have a look. Give you some tips to um, tips to help with that. Uh, next one's from uh, Hamza. How can how can running on the treadmill translate into outside? So basically, just a general rule of thumb: run at an incline of one to two percent. Um, mimics that resistance you get from running outside, as opposed to on a treadmill. I'm not against running on the treadmill. The majority of my runs are on a treadmill. I love running on a treadmill. I love just being able to, I either love trail running, which I haven't done in ages. Um, I love running on a trail because, you know, I've got to think about not rolling my ankle rather than thinking about, you know, the fact that I can't breathe, but, or running on a treadmill so I can watch TV. But if you're just maining, if you're just running to maintain a level of fitness and do not have a specific running goal, then treadmill is fine. If you have a specific test that requires you to run outside, then you need to be running outside. Obviously, extreme weather, et cetera, time of day, but make sure you're testing yourself and training in the same conditions that you will be tested in, be it outside, in summer, et cetera. 
make sure that you're training and testing yourself in the same conditions you will be tested in. Right, next one's from Emily. Hey, Brad, would you be able to do a podcast what to expect once you're in the force? Um, so what I'll do is I'm just going to quickly talk about three tips for in the academy and then when you're out. Um, I have covered this in detail. I've got another podcast I'll drop in the show notes. Five tips for first year constables. I dive into everything a lot deeper, um, but I'll just cover off three tips for you. So in the academy, tip number one, Shut up and listen and ask questions, all right? If you don't know, ask. I've instructed on a lot of military courses. There's nothing worse than instructing people and then going out, like in the classroom, et cetera, right? going outside, trying to apply it practically. And then someone getting it wrong and going, hey, what's going on? Oh, I didn't really understand what you were saying in the classroom. Fucking ask questions, all right? Don't, don't just ask questions just for the sake of asking questions. We all know people... You know, we've been on courses or whatever and someone's just fucking putting their hand up to put their hand up. It's like, shut up, mate. But if you don't know, ask a question and you know, you'll be helping other people out as well that haven't thought to ask that question. Um, second one, be a team player. If there's work to be done, do the work. Don't fucking stand around waiting for someone to tell you to do it. Um, if you see someone struggling, help them out. Just be a team player. Uh, three, it will be hard. There will be a lot of things you do not understand. You will need to study and put in the work. Just make sure, make sure your family's on board too. Like if you've got a family, make sure they know, hey, this is going to be a hard time for us. I need you to be on board. There's going to be times where physically I'm going to be here, but mentally I'm not going to be here. Okay. So set that expectation early so that, you know, when it does come to that time, you're not at a point where your partner's like, oi, why aren't you fucking paying me attention? Like set that expectation early. You go, hey, this week's going to be a hard week. Like, I'm going to be here, but I'm not going to be here, you know, and then just make, make up for that time on the weekends. Make sure that when you are spending, you know, normally you might spend 10 hours a week with your family. Now, while you're at the academy, you're spending five hours a week. Just make sure that five hours a week, you know, is quality. I'm sorry, I'm not saying just 10 hours a week, but normally you spend 10 hours of quality time with them a week. You know, this, now you're only spending five hours a week with them. You know, make sure that five hours is fucking quality, quality time with them. Just be, be with them, okay, and be present. But there's going to be times to set that expectation where you go, hey, I'm going to be here, but I'm not going to mentally be here. So just be aware. Okay. Um, so when you are out of the job, when, when you're out of the academy and in the job, all right, it's going to sound very familiar. Number one, shut up and listen. Ask questions. Number two, be a team player. Okay. Number three is a little bit different. All right. Find a mentor. All right. You might be given one, but if not, find someone senior you can trust that you know does the work properly and lean on them, okay? Ask them questions. If they tell you to do something a certain way, do not fucking go. Do not fucking go and ask someone else and do it differently, okay? You're just fucking shitting in their face, right? I cannot say that any differently, all right? Do not do that. It's the worst, okay? Because the person you ask, the other person, It'll sound better because it'll be easier, but I fucking guarantee you they're cutting corners, okay? And you don't want to be that person cutting corners because it will get you in the shit. So find a mentor. If you're not given one, find a good mentor, someone you can trust, and you'll, you'll work out pretty quickly who you can trust and who you can't trust, okay? Um, just, yeah, find, just find someone you can trust who knows what they're doing, who does not cut corners. It's going to be the harder way. There's easier ways to do shit, but it's not the right way. Okay, do it the right way. And you'll find, you'll see these people, right? They spend more fucking time trying not to do the work than what it would be just to do the work. 
Okay, you'll find these people and you'll, it'll blow your mind. You'll be like, just fucking do the work, mate. Like, just fucking do it. It's going to take you 10 minutes. You're spending 15 minutes trying not to do the work. It's going to fucking take you 10 minutes, okay? It's going to, it's going to blow your mind. You'll see this shit all the time. Just don't be one of those people. Uh, and the other thing is too, like, I always used to go to jobs, okay? And I just think, okay, how do, how do I deal with this job? So that I'm doing everything I need to do so that in the future, I don't get into this shit. Okay, because it's fucking 100% ass covering this job is. 100% ass covering, okay? So if you, that's what I'm saying before about cutting corners. Like if you go to a job and you do it properly, you do everything you are meant to do, okay, you can't get in trouble. Okay, it's when you start to fucking cut corners, if you start to not take statements, start to pretend like you didn't hear shit. Because I'll tell you right now, you go to a domestic violence job, right? And, you know, the guy's like, oh, fucking whatever. He's been, he's been hitting her, right? There's no like physical, there's no physical injuries, um, but he's like pushed her, he's, he's pushed her and hit her, right? You're talking to her, oh yeah, no, he, he did he did push me, he did hit me, but I don't want anything done, I don't want anything done about it, I don't want any reports. As soon as you fucking hear that, you need to act on it, okay? There's people that'll be like, oh, no, well, she said she didn't want anything done about it, so it's easy just not to do anything. And I fucking tell you right now, the very next day, the very next day, he'll fucking stab her or do something, and I say here because... Guys, a majority domestic violence abusers or violent ones. Okay, the very fucking next day, he stabs her. She goes to hospital. What happened? Oh, the police came around yesterday. Oh, I told him. I, I told him that he punched me. Oh, but she told us that she didn't want anything done about it. No, it doesn't fucking matter. It does not fucking matter. Okay, one hundred percent of the job is ass covering. Do the job properly the first time. Okay, don't fucking. And I talk about this a lot because it does get me fired up. Don't pretend like you didn't fucking hear shit, okay? And it's a bit different now with body, like body one cameras, everything's recorded, so you can't pretend like you didn't hear shit. But there's people in the job that'll be like, oh, I didn't, didn't hear that. I didn't, you fucking heard it. Do the job properly and do it right the first time, okay? So I'll drop a I'll drop a link in the show notes below. I'll stop talking about fucking going for hours about that shit, eh? It gets me fired up. <laughs> but just fucking do the job properly, okay? It's not hard. Well, it is hard, but fucking just do it anyways. Um... So <laughs> I will drop that link in the show notes below. Five tips for first year constables. Um, sorry again about the delay, guys, but it, it'll be weekly from here on in again. Just had a couple of weeks to myself to re reset and refresh. Um, applications are open this week for our one-to-one coaching. So if you are struggling with your push-ups or anything at all, um, just fill it out and we'll see, see what we can do to help you out. Um, thanks as always. Go check out 3-0 Coffees. Um, I'm about to go have another one. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Now, I'm going to ask you to do what everyone else asks you to do as well. Can you please subscribe, like, and share the podcast? The more people we can get it in front of, the more people we can help. Now, on that too, if you've got any questions at all, please shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll cover it off in the podcast. I'll give you the most amount of information that I can. And please, if you need help with your fitness, training, mindset, anything, please reach out and ask me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you out. You just need to ask. Thanks, guys.